Welcome to episode four of the Living Imperfect podcast. This is Lisa, your host, and I'm so excited to have you all spend time and connect with Jeanetta Gonzalez. Her and I go back almost 30 years, and I always remember her being such a light and positive vibe, even as teenagers, as cheerleaders together. And she shares with us exactly her path, the roadblocks, the twists and turns of her journey as she creates a life for herself. Let's see what we can make happen is the mindset that worked for Janetta. Take a listen and take a moment to connect and hear Janetta's story. Thank you so much for joining. Hello and welcome to the fifth episode of Living Imperfect. I am so excited to have someone who we used to be cheerleaders in high school together. (laughs) Her name is Janetta Gonzalez. I remember her as a cheerleader friend. However, she is also an artist, a designer, and a mentor, and she is here to just chat with me pretty much and I don't know let's talk about the last 28 something years or so and see what's been going on so without further ado Janetta welcome and thank you so much for being on the podcast oh thank you thank you yeah thanks for being here so all right so just tell everybody what you're pretty much doing now like what what do you do tell us about this um, designer mentor thing that you got going on Oh, okay. Well, um, I am, uh, I've been a graphic designer for many, many, many years. Um, Mm -hmm. So I've been doing that. I worked uh, for companies like Mattel and Disney, and I was doing packaging and product and surface pattern design, all sorts of fun things, print design. Um, And then uh, in the last several years, I've also added on um, surface pattern design into my repertoire I guess um so what is that what surface yeah um so it's a common it could be anything it really has a product that has a pattern or print or art on it so think like um uh shower curtains or bedding or got um, it wall art or you know anything like that so it actually is a career and you can have um you can have a career as an artist, believe it or not. People don't always think that's true, but, <laughs> but yeah, 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 right. And um, yeah, and so what I do with the print and pattern work is I, I'll I'll make designs for apparel companies or textile companies, like women's clothing. Um, and I also license my artwork to manufacturers who make things like wall art ceramics greeting cards stationery that kind of thing um so they'll take my artwork and for maybe two or three years and put it on their products and then I get royalties on that wow that's awesome how long have you been doing this um the surface pattern work since about 2013 okay and the graphic design I've, I've just always continually I've been doing that always uh-huh. yeah. so and, have you you've always uh-huh. known that you've wanted to do this like from day one I've always been creative and I've always like drawn and I like art since I was a little kid. And then okay. I'd say, yeah, I guess I, I just didn't really know, you know, 
what I was going to do with it. I probably yeah. didn't even realize that until my late 20s when I okay. went back to school for graphic design. I had got an art, a fine art degree um, okay. from UCLA and I worked a bunch of really weird jobs. <laughs> Haven't um, we all? <laughs> yeah, this was, uh, I would say this was um, early 90s. So Photoshop wasn't even really around. There was right. like, not a lot of internet and anything, you know, any of that. Yeah. So um, when I graduated, they were graphic design programs were just coming into the school. Right. Um, and that's when I kind of realized like, oh, I'm doing the wrong thing. Like that looks mm. so much more interesting to me. Um, so, you know, I'm like, all right, let me just go out into the real world and see what I can make happen. Yeah. And kind of a naive, you know, 21 year old, 22 year old, <laughs> like, right. let me just figure this out. Um, so I worked, um, I live in LA and okay. I worked in music videos and commercials for a little while, probably a couple of years. Oh, that's and awesome. I didn't know that. I had it no was clue. Really? Let me tell you, it's, 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 it is and it isn't. Um, <laughs> anybody in the business will probably laugh if they hear this, but it's true. Um, especially at that time of the year, at that time, yeah. of, it was weird. Um, I worked kind of like any job because I might want to get into entertainment. So I worked right. um, in art departments on uh, music videos and uh, I also craft service, which is the snack table person, you know, oh, yes. hand out snacks. And that's like the entry into entertainment, that and, and production assistant work as well. Okay. So you kind of start there and figure out where you want to go. Got and it. so I did all of the above. Um and after I got yelled at a couple times from a few <laughs> horrible directors um, for ridiculous reasons, yeah. I was like, you know what? No thanks. Not for like, me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did work on some really fun things. I worked on two different Will Smith videos. Wow. And, did you and get to meet him? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I knew so him. Great. I knew his crew at the time. Like, you know, they were hanging yes. out. It was like, you know, they were all around. So we, that's we exciting to know each other. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of fun. Um, this is him in his like, you know, early heyday, like around right. the time he was just getting into the movie nice. career part of his. Mm -hmm. That's exciting. Um, yeah. So I did get in jiggy with it. And then some nice. other obscure video that no one even remembers. I'm even gonna. I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even remember it, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. And then I did an En Vogue video when they were down. Yes. To no way. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that was that was so interesting. Fun. Um. Yeah. The really long days and and you know I it bet. seems really. It's very creative. Like I was in the creative end on one of the yeah. Wilson's videos, so I got to help. Like you know work on um what that looks like you know um, yeah Can, you know you said something that was really interesting you said when you were kind of going along here and you were like you said let's see what I can make happen you know and that's um that's such a um, mindset that is not always easy to do so mm -hmm. what what allows for you to even have that kind of mindset like yeah let's just see what we can make happen you know what what do you do in your life or what has helped you in your life to kind of have that mindset? Oh, well, I think at the time, and I'm, I'm not to like sound negative or anything, but I think I was just a naive 20 year old. And I knew, especially going to art school was going to be, you know, a little bit more of a challenge than, you know, I didn't really have like your traditional trajectory of like, I'm going to law school. Trajectory. Sure, sure. So knowing that I've always been like, okay, I want to have a creative career of some, 
mm-hmm. some kind of creative career. Right. What is it? I don't know what that looks like yet. Mm-hmm. And and I think because I was open to like kind of just exploring that and anything and just, you know, just kind of following life along and see where it leads me. That's right. that's where that came from. And yeah. because there really wasn't a lot for me to model a career after at that time mm-hmm. and there wasn't the internet to do all this research and right. have exposure to careers and things it was more like you just kind of have to you had to figure it out you had to yeah. meet people you had to network harder and and really go for it and right. or create your own lane whatever that is and which you know you could still do of course but then it was really more about like okay I have a scarcity of information mm-hmm. so what you know what can I make happen with what I have yeah and and so you know to to have that type of momentum they're really I know I feel for myself I have to have such a fire type of drive like going I just want to create in your case I want to create so bad Mm -hmm. that I'm willing to just let's see what we can make happen just let's see and just like you said open to exploring and and it sounds like being naive is where it's at because right? It's you're not jaded by the world yet, right? Yeah, like, you're really not. Hurt you. Exactly. Um, exactly. Mm-hmm. So so you you said something else right there. You said, like nothing's really hurt you or have has really stopped you in your tracks from going, ah, oh, is this really for me? You know, so take us to a moment where maybe you had had a uh, a moment in your life like that where you just kind of said, Ooh, I don't know. Oh, Oh, many of those. Um, many. I would actually, <laughs> I've had a few because yeah, well, I wouldn't say many, many, but yeah. I've definitely had a, a couple of those moments, but I'd say that's when the turning point for me was when I went back to school and I decided to go back to school. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had done these music videos and these commercials and other things. And, and then, and that at that point I was, no, this isn't for me. Got it. Um, because they were just, yeah, it just didn't, it wasn't the, the glamorous life you think it is. You know, right. everybody thinks the Hollywood business is and it's absolutely not. Sure. And, um, and then, and it was just kind of a lot of hustle, hustle, hustle. And mm-hmm. I wasn't really looking for that at the time and it wasn't incredibly creative. Mm. Um, so I was still seeking, you know, what is this? So in the meantime, I had to, you know, eat and pay my rent. Right. So I, <laughs> so I got a media uh, job. I worked um, in media sales and it was, oh, so dry and so boring. And, oh. <laughs> and so that was the turning point. After that, I mm-hmm. realized that I just don't see myself being a lifer and sitting in this chair for the next 20 years and or more mm-hmm. and, you know, selling you know, sure. Just yeah. Oh, it was. It was yeah. not my thing. It, and it I hurts was, I was to even not think about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was. It wasn't. I was not a salesperson. It was going against everything that you know. Was mm. every fiber of my being. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm forcing this. And so that's when I'm like, how do I find my way back to my creativity? Mm-hmm. How do I find something that's going to fulfill me and feed my soul? Because right. this is not it. Yeah. And. And then that's when I was applying for lots of creative types of jobs at the time, everyone was asking me, mm. what is your Photoshop skills? How do you do no Photoshop, Photoshop? I'm like, what is this Photoshop? What is this thing? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I better find out because yeah. I'm missing out on all these amazing right. opportunities. Right. And there were some really great ones that came along and I just, I, I, they were so excited that, you know, to meet somebody who had 
at least like the artistic skills I had, but I did not have the digital knowledge of, you know, working in any of these programs. And so I couldn't get the jobs and, and it was like kind of, you know, a new frontier at the time too. So sure. It was a great time to learn it. So I'm like, okay, get the, and that's, that's it. That's when I was like, I'm done with this sick crap. (laughs) Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You you, going back mm -hmm. to your, to your passion, to your fire, what was really driving you, what was inside of you, you were just like, yeah, no, this, this isn't for me and go back to that. You know, I, I, I also truly believe that even in the moments where we're either in jobs or spaces or in environments that are probably not ideal for us and we not really liking it, I still feel like there's things like we can take away, there's uh, momentum we can take away you know, being in those spaces where you were in the media sales and and the music um, videos, what is something that you did learn that was a awesome takeaway for you? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Well, I mean, I think with both, there are different things. I learned different things with the, I'd say it was actually the first time I was more of a freelancer. When Mm -hmm. I ran out of school, I basically was a freelancer. Um, Yeah. I didn't have a desk job. So I went straight into, you know, meeting with production people and, and mm-hmm. getting my foot in the door and, and, you know, just networking and, you know, talking to people I knew who were in the industry and like, oh, could you get me with this person, this person? And that's that was something I still do today, you know, and I, right. I think I was kind of building those chops back then. Um, sure. And then the media sales job, it was like my first real office off well I've had like office jobs you know but sure like my nine to five like yeah. adult office job you learn so much just working in office just mm-hmm. interpersonal relations and right how and you learn about yourself and and you know because you're in all sorts of interesting situations very um, true and, mm-hmm. and you know an environment's lots of different personality types and also the type of work I like to do and don't like to do and yeah so I, I learned a lot of those those two jobs yeah, it, it sounds like it. So, so you decided that the media sales wasn't for you. And you, so you started learning more about Photoshop, right? Or photo... I went to school. Yeah, I right. went to okay. like a two-year program. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then from the, what happens mm-hmm. after that? So you went to the two-year program and then what happens after that? Uh, what happens after that is uh, I'm now, I have a degree in um, a uh, community uh, basically graphic design and okay. and at this point you know okay I'm gonna go get a job but I was actually not so bad because I had um two internships the school had okay. um like set you up with interning internships right and I was working um one place was a, like a stationary and um they did stationary. I would not. I wouldn't use the word stationary. They do invitations, high like okay. high and for like Hollywood events and okay um, celebrity weddings and you can. Oh name wow! It. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty fun. And then yeah. the other gig was uh, working at an ad agency, like a small boutique ad agency. So they would. I wasn't putting a lot of hours there, but I was learning, you know, some things, and they gave me some pro- small small projects to do. And um, so I had, you know probably a potential opportunity to work at one or two of these places after school. Um, I didn't really let it happen though, because uh, huh, I decided my boyfriend at the time I've been with for many, like, I don't know, probably like six years. So uh-huh. in, in your twenties, that's 
forever, right? That's forever, of course. Um, <laughs> I had, at that point, we decided to move to San Francisco and I was living in LA. So um, he was from there. And uh-huh. I just kind of walked away from my LA life and went to be with him and where he's from and his family mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> it wasn't really anything I wanted to do at the time. Got it. And people who know the story, they're like, yeah. <laughs> they're like, yep, we know. <laughs> not the right move. Genetta, right. But, you know, it was, um, you know, what you do for love and again, sure. being naive and, yeah. you know, I didn't really know anything else. Like, I've, I've been with this guy forever. So Sure. So um, there was a pause kind of in what you were doing creatively. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes and no. I mean, okay. I got to San Francisco and I immediately started looking for design jobs. And it was, everybody was like, you're going to go there and you're going to do what? <laughs> um, it was the dot-com bomb. And yeah. there was, that means there's no work because everybody's getting laid off. Right. <laughs> so the timing couldn't be worse. And yeah. on top of that, um, uh, yeah, you know, I'm kind of like just starting fresh. So I'm looking for entry level right. jobs and it's super competitive there. Super, super, super. It's like a creative mecca of people. There's just mm. so many of them. So I was just like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I just walked away from some like pretty solid opportunities and my life here. And now I, I'm tr- again, let's make it work. Let's see right. what can happen. You know, let's kinda see what can happen. Yeah. I, made, I put that hat back on and I'm like, let me go wear that proudly and let's go figure this out um and I got there and it was you know I've always hustled and I've always been able to find work so that wasn't a problem right but you know being happy and you know yes feeding your soul and doing all those other things that you know that was that wasn't really like in the equation exactly and it's survival it's Mm -hmm. a it's really when when I speak for myself when I recognized that difference where it was like, I I know what it feels like to feed my soul. And at the same time, I still have to, you know, put food on the table and pay my rent and all the other stuff. And, you know, it's, it was, it's such a battle back and forth, you know, it's like, do I just go all in and just go for it and figure out the rest later? You know, it's such a fine mm-hmm. line and, and to balance that is was such a challenge for me, you know, and especially when you, you know what you want to do and you've got a taste of it already. It's, it's so hard to to drop that. And, and there was actually a moment in my life where I was really doing what I wanted to do. And then there was a life change. And I, I, I had to stop that because I had to put a roof over my head and food mm-hmm. on the table and all that stuff. And so, you know, how, how did, how did you balance that? How did you go? Oh, you know, I still, I don't even know what the word is. I don't want to say like, be smart about, you know, Hey, I still have to, you know, pay my bills and all that. And at the same time, I want to continue to feed my creative self. You know, how, how did you go about balancing that and finding that balance? Mm. I think that's always happening. Mm -hmm. I don't always think that that ends unless you get yourself to that place where, you know, you feel really fulfilled and happy. Um, 
I think at that time, let's see. I know we're catching up for 28 years here. Right. Um, <laughs> That's all. <laughs> no, we're only at like, you know, 10 now. Um, I think, uh, at that, let me try to remember, at that time, I was still seeking design jobs. I was like, I have this degree now. I'm not going back to sales jobs and other right. things I don't want to do. So let me, I know there's opportunities here. So let me look into them. And so yeah. I just have only applied for graphic design jobs. Um, and then I did temp work which is how I balanced that. So I had to find office job work here and there. And I worked in, you know, some pretty toxic places. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Luckily, they were temporary. And, um, and I did that to, you know, because that's part of the survival, right? You hit the ground running, let me just get a job. So let me go to the temp agency. And meanwhile, I'm sending out resumes. And that's what I did. And so I was able to get, you know, I got laid off. I lived there for like four years, maybe Mm -hmm. five years. Mm -hmm. And I got laid off three times. Okay. In San Francisco. Yeah. Okay. One, two, I'm sorry, two times, two times, but it was. It was a lot in a short amount of time. Sure. So, but that was kind of how things were going then. It was that okay. dot com bomb aftermath, yeah. and you know, companies were the first company I worked for was this. Uh, I was doing direct mailers for automotive. Uh, I guess there were dealerships. <laughs> wow, that's exciting, right? <laughs> it was that exciting. But I have to tell you, we're talking about learning on the job, and yeah. like that we took away. I got up to speed so quickly and like Photoshop and other, pro- other oh, programs because of the work, the workflow there was just like crank it out, crank it out, crank it out. And I had sure. to keep up. And so I sat with this, the woman who I guess was, I guess she was like my manager mm-hmm. and she was a really, really good designer who was working somewhere that was not even showcasing her talent at all. Wow. It was so easy to see that. And she was a whiz on the computer and she, I would sit with her and she showed me what I needed to know to get up to speed. And then I'd watch her design and I learned from watching. And so I was like, I'm going to do what she's doing. I don't want to lose this job, you know? Sure. So I just got up to speed really, really quickly. And I walked away from that job feeling super confident about my Photoshop skills and, and other programs that we were using. And, and that's, and that was a very short lived gig um they didn't really end up having the money and the resources to keep me on got Um, it but it sounds like you were in you were intentionally there I mean whether that was your dream job or not it was it sounds like that was where you were supposed to be to learn those skills to take Mm -hmm. it to wherever else you were going next yeah yeah oh yeah definitely definitely yeah for sure I I totally believe in that I believe that even when we can't understand why we're in these environments, why we're there temporarily, whether it be for a week or three years, I, I do truly believe that we are intentionally placed in these moments to get us to wherever we need to get in the next part of our life. So, I mean, j- just that story alone, it sounds like you are exactly where you need to be, even though you didn't think San Francisco was for you. It, it yeah. sounded like you were you were supposed to be there, though. You know, I I, I definitely agree. Um, you know, I mean, I can look back and see. I mean, because I, I've looked back many times. At that sure, time in my life. right. <laughs> I'm like, you know, what were the lessons here? What was it that you know mm-hmm. I was supposed to get from this experience? Right. Um, and and all the jobs I had while I was there too. I mean, just everything. The people I met. Right. Um, and. You know, I could see that he definitely built a lot of character. Um, it, 
taught me a lot about what about myself like I think it was a Mm -hmm. really big time for me to um tune in to what it is that made me happy and what wasn't making me happy oh wow and I yeah just yeah full disclosure I ended up uh, breaking up with a boyfriend okay and um moved back to LA and and it was me it was all me like I, I left and because I, I was really unhappy at that time in my life. Mm-hmm. And I had to evaluate that. And like, is this getting better? Is this not getting better? Why right. am I feeling worse? Right. Why is, you know, and, and I did all of that. And I just came to the conclusion when I got laid off that last time. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's it. I got some money in my bank account. Right. You know, I got a severance package and all of that. And I'm like, sure. this is my, you know, this is my exit right now this is my moment and I need to take this opportunity because I can you know I saw the open door I felt it I was like it's time to go and um but it took me a long time to get to that point yeah (laughs) really really long time Um, a lot of suffering and a lot of um it ignoring the truth you know Mm. and being in denial for a long time yeah that that like facing the truth and you know what's so, so funny i saw this meme the other day about um so scooby-doo right do you remember that cartoon oh Scooby-Doo? yeah okay so so it was i can't even remember the names but it was one of the characters and i think it was it was fred i think it was mm-hmm. fred and he you know in scooby-doo they're always mm-hmm. like and who was it and at the end they reveal <laughs> they take off the mask right so this meme is 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 fred from scooby-doo and he's like you know, he's captured the guy and he's got a hold of him and he's like, the, the mask is over the head and he's like, who's, who's the one that's ruining my life? And then underneath it is the mask removed and it, it's Fred. So he's looking at himself, ah. you know, so it was like, who's the one that's, and, and ruin might not be the appropriate word. However, that was on the meme. <laughs> and and I, I just, I laughed and then I paused and I was like, this is so true and just it's so deep so it's so deep it's like funny comical and then it just goes oh shoot like Mm -hmm. this is real talk right here because you know it's it's so hard and I know for myself it's so hard it was hard for me to really look at me and go what Mm -hmm. what is really holding me back what is limiting me from freedom, whatever freedom looks like for me in my life. And, and to really go in, that's rough. (laughs) That's rough. Yes. You know, the ego you got to put aside and all the other crap that's like that we feed ourselves that, that really limits us, you know? So what, what were some of the things that were limiting you when, you know, where you had to kind of dig in and go in and, and face the music? (laughs) Excuse me. I'm sorry. I'm just getting over a cold. Yeah. So oh no. No I'm, worries. Like a little yeah. snotty and cough, yeah. <laughs> coughing and stuff on the. Um, no worries. Uh oh gosh. At that time, um, in particular, or uh, just in, or even in general, you know, like because I mean, limits are what we place on ourselves. Like like nobody puts yes. them there, you know. And even though the ego goes, 
oh, it's because of this person or this place or whatever. You know, we can, mm. we can talk that BS all we want. And we also know deep down inside, it's really us putting the limits on ourselves, you know? So I yes. mean, what, what are some things that some limits maybe that you've put on yourself that didn't allow for you to really be as creative or, you know, have the kind of freedom that allowed for you to be creative? Oh, um, I think my, for me, um, I have stories that I play in my head over and over again. Mm -hmm. I think we all do, right? Yeah. We tell Mm -hmm. ourselves and they're like old programming that we had put in place because something happened to us. And so we made a decision at that time in our lives. We're like, okay, this is Mm -hmm. how it's going to be from now Mm -hmm. on. I'm never going to let I'm never going to get hurt anymore. I'm never going to let this happen. Or sure. I choose to believe that this is wrong or bad or whatever, mm-hmm. or I'm going to blame myself for the rest of my life. Or yeah. Whatever those things are. So like those choices and those decisions that we made in the programming that became of it um, is really that story now that we're telling ourselves. And, bo- mm. and now it's, it's in there. It's ingrained in there. And we mm-hmm. believe it. Right. We believe yeah. this to be true. And and it could be 30, 40, 50 years later, sure. and it's still holding you back. And it's actually interesting you asked me this because I had um, two coaching calls today with mm-hmm. uh, two uh, – I coach artists. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, being an artist is, in, in any, of any discipline is really, really a vulnerable place to be because right. you're just putting your art in, on your – you know, you're wearing it on the outside and you're sure. wearing it on your heart and you're wearing it all the time. And you're like – it's so vulnerable. Like, I don't know if people are going to like this. And what if I'm mm-hmm. doing a good job? And, you know, what if this is ugly? And, like, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's all about just, oh, it's just, like, beating yourself up. And it's, right. it's, just, it's insane. It never ends. And right. I do give a lot of uh, mindset talks um, to okay. my artists because it's so common. And and I do it and do and deal with it regularly. Um, even if you make a new piece of art, I'm just still like, uh, so for me, like I would say, and even something I was just talking to my clients mm-hmm. about today was mm-hmm. perfectionism and procrastination. And, uh, we've had this conversation about how they actually go hand in hand. Right. And I feel like I know I hold myself back because I'm, oh, it has to be right. It has to be, it's not mm-hmm. the right time. It's not the perfect, mm-hmm. it's not looking right. I might be, you know, even just making something that I need to make for a client. And I'm like, oh, my God, I, I can't turn this in yet. And sure. I'll stay up all night and keep working on it. You yeah. Know? And it's or it's just something I want to start my career. And, I, and I'm like starting and stopping it or just never getting it off the ground. Or I don't even start because I'm just freaked out. Yeah. And and I make all these excuses. And I think the perfectionism is an excuse. Mm. It's such an excuse. Procrastination. They're all excuses for the fear that you're having or for the mindset that you're in. It could be, um, you know, it has to be perfect because of X, Y, and Z. But really when you dig down, it's like perfection. Why does it have to be perfect? Like, what is that all about? You know, what are you really afraid of? Because, or what makes you think that you're, it's not good enough or Mm -hmm. you're not worthy of turning this thing in or, and getting, the good rewards or praise or the money or whatever it is on the other side. And right. there's, so I was asked them to think about like, why are you stopping yourself from moving forward? And what is it? Is it, mm-hmm. is it a worthiness issue? Mm-hmm. Is it, um, and I know for me, it can be a lot of things. Like um, it took me a long time to start 
my surface pattern design career. Um, and it was because, well, a few things really. It was because I thought it was, I had to do it in a certain order. Mm-hmm. Like I had to do this big expensive trade show, which was never going to happen. But meanwhile, mm-hmm. I see, you know, people in classes that I'm in and they're like teaming up with people and splitting the mm-hmm. costs and going and making it happen and figuring it out and getting into the shows and, I see. you know, starting their career. But I always made these excuses like, no, I can't do it. I don't, I don't have the money or I don't, mm-hmm. you know, this isn't for me or this is. And then I finally, like, after how many years of, like, taking classes and, and really diving in and understanding it and, and the whole business. Like, I I saw consultants and I took classes. Mm-hmm. And it's like I knew everything there was mm-hmm. to know about it. Mm-hmm. And I still never looked into it because I always had the story that I had to do trade shows. And, right. And it was so silly. And then, I don't know, 10 years after I was introduced to it, literally, I was introduced to surface pattern design in 2003 when I was living in San Francisco. I took mm-hmm. classes there. It was a whole long story. And then I continued to seek it because I loved it when I lived in L.A. And mm-hmm. then finally in 2012, I met a woman through a friend who was uh, kind of putting a collective of artists together to take mm-hmm. to the trade show and kind of mentoring us and bringing us there. And she's like, you might want to meet this lady. And, and so I met with her and she's like, oh, you're more than ready to do this show. Would you like to be in my group? And, you know, as five of us will split the cost, blah, blah, blah. And it was like, if I don't say yes to this, like, and I feel like the, the, like, the universe has been doing yes. that. It's been like giving me these opportunities, showing me these classes, introducing me to people. Like, I can't tell you how many people I met and how many, you know, I was always yeah. seeking, seeking, seeking. But I just had this, like, I don't know, just blocks about it, sure. around it. Like, and, and I think most of it was financial. I really was just like, mm-hmm. but. I watched other people figure it out. I watched right. other people like, you know, and it's still like, no, 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 no. And it was fear. And it was just fear of trying Absolutely. something new. And, and fear of su- maybe it was fear of success. Maybe it was fear of failure. Mm. Um, I and- like how you say that because I feel like a lot of times people are just like fear of failure, but there's also a fear of success. Mm-hmm. And I get that totally. And it's almost like, oh my gosh, what if this does take off, you know, and then there's all these what ifs that go into that part of it that we feed ourselves. And it's, I mean, all the, all the self-talk is, is such a powerful thing. And I, I feel like, you know, sometimes I, I get caught up in the, you know, I was reading something and, and I can't even remember what's going to be verbatim. However, it was something like your mind can't differentiate from what you're joking about and what you are being sincere about. So mm-hmm. always speak, you know, in a manner that like your, your mind is literally always listening to you. So if you're joking about saying something about yourself or your path or whatever, you're, it's like your mind can't differentiate whether that, Oh, you're joking or are you serious, you know, mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. kind of be intentional with it. But it's, our mind is just so powerful powerful. And I I think at times I even forget, you know, like how intentional I really need to be with my thoughts and, um, and, and with care as well, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that word perfect. I, I, the, the older I get and like the more okay I am with being imperfect, I can't stand the word perfect (laughs) because it limits me and it has limited me before in my Mm -hmm. life. And 
there was, it's interesting. There's, there was a, it's uh, by Salvador Dali. I actually read this quote on a friend of mine. She put it on her Instagram post today. Have no fear of perfection. You will never reach it. And I love that. I was like, mm. oh my gosh, I love this. Let me write this down. Mm, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, so what do you think about the word perfect? Oh, I think it's, I think it's a joke. I think it's, it's just <laughs> really, it, it's total BS. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. It's total BS. So nothing is ever going to be perfect. And that's what I was telling yeah. today. Like right. it's never going to be perfect. And and if it is, you probably missed the boat because you spent so much time working. On yes. It. And, and, like, and you just like, oh, oh well, there went that deadline or there went that opportunity, sure. you know. So at this point, like, get it done and be okay with it. You have to be at a place of acceptance. Like, I am comfortable. Mm. Stop here. And I think that comes with practice. Right. And, you know, to be like, oh, it's good enough right now. Like, I'm, I'm okay with this. I'm comfortable with this. And I can turn it in or pass it on or whatever that is I need to do with the thing I'm working on. And I, once you get to that place where it's like you can you can kind of correct like yourself at that moment. Like, mm-hmm. where am I going now? Am I mm-hmm. going into perfectionism land or am I sure? You know, or am I like, am I good? Am I good? You know, and because I, I know when I'm overworking something, I'm overthinking something or what all of that. Right. And you just have to kind of learn to stop yourself and be like. Where can I get to a good point with this and know that it's good, it's good, and I can be mm-hmm. okay with that. And I, and what kind of, you know, what pressure am I putting on myself? Like, why yeah. does it have to be so perfect? Like, right. I, I ask a lot of questions, and it's like, there really has to be some critical thinking happening here because sure. you really do need those tools to stop yourself because you will beat yourself up if it's not perfect enough. You will go spiral into a whole different place and. For what? It's because of the limitations you put on it or the expectations you put on it. Um, and it's all coming from you. Like you said, it, it's not – nobody else is telling you ask yeah. to look this way. Right? You know? it's, and, it's, and it's stuff like you had said too. It's a lot of programming that we've had, you know, from kids. And, and not just – it could be from any, it could be environment. It could be, um, our culture, our society, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So we have all of that stuff that we're supposed to do. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm doing with my fingers, like in quotes, like supposed Mm -hmm. to do. And, and who says who, like who, who said that, you know, I mean, like who's the person that said, yeah, you have to do it like this, this way. And it's, we've been conditioned. So, a lot of unlearning, you know, has to happen. And when it's been, th- like you said, 30, 50 years of, of being conditioned and one way of thinking, and then, you know, one day you just go, oh, wait a minute, you know, why? Why does it have to be like this? Says who? And, mm-hmm. and then that unlearning starts to take place. And like you mentioned, it's a practice. It's something that needs to be practiced over and over and over again. And it mm-hmm. takes time to unlearn. It's self-awareness. It's, yes. You really have to want to do this. Like you, do. you have to, uh, to understand yourself and your behaviors and your, you know, maybe your habits or your bad habits. Sure. But you have to want to tune in. And that's the difference between people who are, you know, making the, the difference and making the changes. And, oh, Absolutely. Right. You, you hit it right there on the head. <clears throat> you have to want to do it. And I have found with doing some interviews and with my own experience, I know myself when I got to that point in my life, I had hit a point that 
uh, it, maybe it wasn't rock bottom, but it was just the point where I was just tired of living, feeling like I was limited. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to live in freedom. And so I, I talking to a lot of people and hearing their stories and that when they come to that, that pivotal moment and point where they've had to go and dig deep and get rid of all this stuff so that they could be creative and live in freedom and really pursue their purpose or passion. It, it's, it's takes time and it's and everyone's journey is different and it takes time to get there. Some people get there and some people don't. And it, it's also, it's hard though. It, it's so hard. And I, I'm speaking from my own experience. It's just so hard to unlearn. And I, I understand the value though of, of living in freedom now and it, I'll do anything <laughs> to keep in that practice and, and keep on that journey. Um, mm-hmm. you know, because when you, when you do get a taste of that, of what that feels like to just kind of root down and then release it and let it go. It's like, yeah, I, that's, that, that's how I want to live. <laughs> you know, that's, that's uh-huh. the kind of freedom that, that I definitely mm-hmm. want to do. So, you I know, agree. you sound like you have had, so much success, Janetta, like where you're at right now. And it's so awesome because I've watched you from afar, like through your Instagram, you know, and we've messaged back and forth here and there. And, but we, we really haven't talked, you know, I mean, like really Mm -hmm. had a conversation in like 20 years, but you, you've been so, you're so successful where you are right now. What, what allows for you to just kind of keep on this path of, success you know and yeah well that's very nice of you to say (laughs) um sometimes I think the internet makes you look more successful than you really are (laughs) but um you know you can kind of boast on there a little bit about you know projects and things you're working on but um no but it's it's I don't know I guess success is how you look at it or how you make it but um and I you know, I don't think I'm there yet. Um, I feel like I'm really just kind of turning a corner. Um, mm-hmm. and especially when you work for yourself mm-hmm. and I have for the last several, many years now, um, it, I think you're always just like trying to, you know, figure out, okay, how does this, am I really working for myself? Am I really happy? Is this like yeah. fulfilling all my needs and creatively, whatever, all of that. And then when, when is it time to shift or do something different, mm. and, you know? And, and, so for me, it's like a, I'm always, it's always evolving and, um, and I definitely stop and smell the roses and, and be as present as I can and recognize that things are going well. Um, but you know, I think when you do work for yourself, it is kind of like, okay, I'm here now, I'm here now, but I want to, I still want more, you know, and, and because sure. it's not like you have the nine to five where you're like, you know where you're going mm-hmm. like you know like okay I know I can move up this level or this level and mm-hmm. this is the pay I'm going to make and this is where I can go or I could take this lateral job or whatever but I think with yeah. yourself it's kind of like you can kind of do anything you, know? you can you are uh, yeah <laughs> you so are sometimes, so sometimes there's a lot of choices and a lot of directions mm-hmm. so you do have to rein yourself in mm-hmm. and kind of be really really like uh kind of strict with yourself about you know what you're doing next and how you're getting there and not do too much. Cause I've had many moments where I was doing way too much. I was trying way too many things out. Mm-hmm. I even had a consultant I was talking to at the time. Um, they're like kind of like a, kind of like a business coach people. Mm-hmm. And then I was talking to them and the lady's like, wow, this is mm-hmm. insane. Like you were, and she checked me and she's like, I don't know how you're not 
you're not you're not thriving are you and at the time I was not Mm. and she's like she goes you're doing you're in so many different directions Mm. that I don't know how you know you can put full attention into anything wow and I think you really need to like narrow this down to like two things and I think that was just me being a you know all the time be having lots of creative interest to being a multi-passionate creative person and I'm like I want to try this and I want to do sure this. and it's still part of that naive 20 something year old in me who like wants to just kind of you know let's see what happens when I go here let's yes try this out. and I still have that I, it's never gone away um but it doesn't always work when you want to like really work on one part of your business or two parts of your business you can't be pulled in eight directions sure <laughs> and so I had to learn that the hard way and so now over time, I've kind of niched down a little bit more and gotten a little bit tighter and, and, and on what I'm doing and, and um, how I'm spending my time and the type of projects I want to work on and what makes me happy and what pays the bills too. And, yes. you know, and so it's been, it's been a process of figuring that out. And, and along the way, you know, you have some fun wins and you try some new things and, and it works out. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Um, mm-hmm. so I think that's why it looks so successful on the outside sometimes because there are, I have dabbled in a lot of different arenas and done lots of stuff because I just, I'm always curious and, um, creative and I want to try something new. And, um, so it's like, yeah, you've done that. You know, I've taught at a university and I've sure. done, I've spoke at conferences and yes. I, worked, you know, all sorts of fun things. Cause I'll just like, I want to try that. I want to try that. <laughs> Yeah, and so, I, I guess that's why I see you as successful, Janetta. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just see you like, and, you know, I was I was looking through your Instagram. There's one photo that you have, and I always, when I saw that photo, it's it's a flower picture, and, you, and you're, like, jumping in the flowers, oh, and you have yeah. it on your social media, and it's, I think it says, like, who's ready for summer or something uh-huh, like that, right? Uh-huh. And I looked at that, and I was like, that's how I remember you. <laughs> Um, like 28 years ago, I just remember you always having such, um, there was like, there's something about you. Like there's a light about you that I remember when, when we were teenagers and Mm. just looking at your social media and even chatting with you now, and even just the few messages that we have sent back and forth, you know, over Instagram there, you, you just, you have this something I, I can't, I, the only thing I can say is like this light about you that to me, that is success right there because you are just, you're living, whether you are actually, I don't know, you're just trying new things again, let's see what happens kind of mindset momentum. I mean, that's amazing. You know, it's in, it's, so that's frightening for some people. Let's yeah, just <laughs> see what happens, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And you just kind of just keep doing these things and it's so inspiring well, and it, it totally is. It's so inspiring whether, you know, whatever the word fail means or, you know, it's not working, whatever, whether you're su- successful in the true sense of it mean like, oh yeah, it worked out and I'm whatever, whatever. Just the fact that you're in it and you're trying different things and you keep going and going and going in my world, that's 
what success looks like oh, to me. Yeah, absolutely. No, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that that picture that you got, everyone who's oh. listening, you're gonna have to go look on our Instagram now. <laughs> Check out that picture. It's so I amazing. Love, that was the most fun day. They had the um, they have like the super bloom. What they call it here. We haven't had it every year because of. Uh, mm-hmm you know, climate issues, but, um, the poppies in California will just sprout up in the springtime and you can find them on the hillsides. And so people, it was so (laughs) out of control. It was it last year Mm -hmm. that they were lines of cars just to go up to like the hillsides off the freeway. So really Instagram photo shoots and taking their families. Oh, wow. it kind of turned into a nightmare, like, <laughs> the like, why are there a million people on the hillside? We happened to go, like, a while back before, yeah. like, it was really popular. And I went with a friend who was a photographer who shoots some of my headshots and stuff and another girlfriend. And we just got some of the best pictures. And it was it was just such a fun day. So I love Oh, my that. gosh. Thank I you. love – yes. That's, I was just thinking – I was like, I love this. And it just – it's also how I remember you. You were just Aww. always, just always smiling, just always so pleasant to be around yeah. and just fun and just like that light. And so I, I really love that picture. Um, oh, but yeah, okay. so everyone's going to have to go and check it out on our Instagram. Oh, <laughs> well, I remember you that way too. And um, you were definitely always having a good time. Always laughing. Always <laughs> that has not changed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. absolutely. No, you're, you still have, you're, you know, you're still pretty peppy too. So yeah, I, I think yeah. it's, uh, we relate to Yeah. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. That's what connects us though, for sure. Uh-huh. You know, Janetta, what's something that most people don't know about you? Oh, that's a good mm. question. <laughs> um, I'm not going to go too deep on this one. Um, I have celiac disease. <laughs> Interestingly enough. Ah, I did not know that. I didn't yes, know that. Um, I, I came on, I got an onset of it right after I left the boyfriend um, in my wow. early, early thirties. So um, interesting. Yes, mm-hmm. I was got a really stressful time, and then my stomach was killing me, and I was breaking mm-hmm. out, and I was I thought maybe it was just like you know from all the stress, sure. and then it wasn't going away, and I started mm-hmm. losing all this weight, and mm-hmm. um, it was a really rough patch there, like you know health wise, yeah. and on top of everything else was going on because I had moved back, and I was trying to you know pick up the pieces where I left off and sure. work, and, and so it was just a really weird transition mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. um yeah and so that's when it, the onset kicks in and come to find out uh just going talking to family members on my dad's mm-hmm. side um there's a lot of autoimmune on that side of the family so because my mom's side of the family oh. doesn't have any of it and so she's like what is wrong with you and you know, I understand, <laughs> you know like mom how did this so, happen yeah like what is that you know so she didn't yeah. get it and for the long she really didn't understand it and until you know, and then I talked to my aunt on my dad's side and she was just like, oh, yeah, my kids have this and my kids have that. Oh. And, and I was like, oh, I got it from his side of the family. Got <laughs> it. Mom, yeah. Yeah. I would be like, oh, that's from your father's side. Yeah. Yeah, she doesn't want to claim that. Right? She's not claiming that one yet. No, she so never did. <laughs> it's an auto. It's an autoimmune disease. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, I yeah. actually, I actually have Hashimoto's disease, which oh, is an really, yeah, which is an is an autoimmune mm-hmm. disease as well. But it's a mm-hmm. manageable. And I wanted to ask you, you know, it's for, with with mine, it's manageable um, because I eat well and I exercise. I mean, I still have, you know, there's still some things that go along with it. However, I, I really do feel that exercise and, and putting good foods in my body is a huge contributor oh, to, yeah. yeah. Do you find that as well? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. I, um, was very, I was very sick and I 
fortunate enough to meet a woman who introduced me to her nutritionist and who's like a holistic uh, practitioner. Mm -hmm. And she, I've been with that woman for, I don't know, 20, how old am I? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, 18 years now, no, 15 years, 15 years. I've been 14, 15 years. Yeah. I can't do the math right now, but yeah. Yeah. Um, A very long time. And she's basically been my doctor because she knows and taught me more about my body than I think any regular doctor ever had. So we, um, she does like endocrinology and nutrition and I mean, all sorts of tests and she goes really deep into your blood tests and it can, Mm. um, um, just determine like, you know, okay, well this is interesting and you know, right. and between the lines and, and then she, you know, prescribes, I guess, and sure. uh, lots of supplements and natural medicines yeah. uh, to help heal. And so that's how I got better. Cause we found out I had depleted so many of the nutrients in my body, um, just eating gluten when I wasn't supposed to be eating gluten. That's, right. that's what celiac disease is. Sure. So I, you know, at the time I didn't know, I had no idea what I could be eating or couldn't right. eat. I didn't realize I had this because all the doctors told me that I don't know why you're getting sick all the time. Cause I kept getting back to back strep throats and, mm-hmm. other, and they put me on antibiotics and it come right back again. Yeah. And, um, they took my tonsils out. Uh, oh, wow don't do that and as an adult that is not fun that's um, what i hear that it's worse as an adult yeah oh, oh, oh my gosh terrible. so um they cauterize them out of your mouth oh <laughs> my gosh yeah, that's so rough big old open wounds in the back of your mouth for like a couple of weeks and you can't like you don't want to eat hot mm. cold nothing you don't want to eat Ugh. um so it was not fun um i don't recommend that it's, it's easy <laughs> yeah, for, no. for kids because their tonsils yes. are teeny weeny and they just like right. doop, doop, and they take them out and it. they're fine yeah but when you have a larger throat and right. open wounds it's not fun so uh, they did mm. that to me uh, that was that kind of made me a little bitter after that because i'm like yeah. that was so unnecessary i did right. not have reoccurring infections because my tonsils were enlarged like right. <laughs> yeah like, exactly <laughs> but to be honest with you actually i don't get strep throat those problems anymore so that's well, there you go. a good thing so yeah. that worked out there you um, go that worked out <laughs> right. in that way yeah so anyway i went to a nutritionist she gave me the out got the allergy test done and bam we found out what it was and it. um it was um yeah just you know uh, you know i actually a girlfriend of mine was the one that turned me on to the allergy test that's actually me back up yeah. I was seeing the nutritionist around I can't ever really remember exactly the order it was in but I had a friend and she's like I know she's hanging out with me a lot and she's like you get sick every time you eat and I'm like mm. what and I never noticed that and I'm like wow you picked up on that she goes yeah I have a ton of allergies so I guess she just just like wow. that in people and she's like yeah I maybe you should go and get your allergy tested and, and oh my there God. you go that's, that's when, what it was yeah, yeah. wow like, all this time it was food killing yeah me. Like, <laughs> oh, who would have known so i went to rheumatologists and they sent oh, me wow. to the ent guy and they sent you went me everywhere everywhere. Yeah. everywhere and they were like we don't know what's wrong with you so it's different now like there's so much yeah. more awareness to it but of course there's so much better food i mean i was eating gluten-free oh when there was just like when there was like crackers and like (laughs) nothing nothing and i nobody understood me when i was in this new restaurant like sure what do you cook this in and why can't you eat that yeah Yeah. yeah. (laughs) oh they took the bread off the salad and they just hand it to me and i'm like i can't eat it (laughs) like like you can't eat this i'm like where did 
there's crumbs all in here. Exactly. You know? so, yeah. And it's like a tiny little crumb that will put me over the top too. So it's, it's just like, yeah. just, oh, it's crazy. And now it's become such a fad that sure. people don't know if I'm, you know, when I tell them I, I have to eat yeah. free, they think it's just because I'm like on a diet or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially in Los Angeles, <laughs> you can imagine, right? And it's I like, can only imagine. I'm like, no, it's allergy but you know they get the allergy so it's okay i'm in i'm in a good place here yeah a lot of food options you know exactly you should it sounds like you do yeah you know and in that and then discovering that on your path was just kind of you know a little little roadblock and then you know you overcome that and the the path you know i used to when i when i was younger you know i had this whole map of what i wanted my life to like mm-hmm. look like and this whole perfect there's that word this perfect path you know and then we start adulting and then we realize that yeah yeah there's there's no such thing i mean there's just there's there's going to be obstacles and challenges and so what what is what's something a life tool that you use to allow for you to be okay with that path being imperfect. What, what tool helps you through that? Oh, self-love. Yeah, 100. Yeah, and that's a, this is new for me. This is me too. <laughs> and yeah, maybe it's something you learn in your 40s. I don't maybe. know. Maybe, <laughs> but it definitely wasn't something I learned in the past. And and I, mm. you know, of course you're aware of it, but you're like, ah, I'm fine. Right. But, but right. then I just kind of I've had to you know go through a growth period of my own. Um, mm-hmm. My mom and dad have passed away in the last several years, mm-hmm. and uh, my mom. It was uh, just over just over a couple of years ago now, mm-hmm. and um, that really triggered a lot of things for me, and um, a lot of depression and and trying sure. to you know like was like oh my gosh like I'm in my early forties without parents like this is mm-hmm. weird you know mm-hmm. and um, and also just kind of feeling that you're not tethered to energetically to your parents anymore like mm-hmm. you can't call them they're not mm-hmm. there like they don't you don't hear their voice like there's just no right. familiarity like that's not in your life and and so that was just a lot of uh just like okay where do I land in my life right now like yeah who, you know and 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 just coming out on the other side of that and and then like I just I don't know just shined a light on a lot of things that how I've been mm-hmm. treating myself or how I've like habits and things that I have like you know even like you know we all get good and bad habits from our parents right and yeah so I, I happen to notice those things more than ever and I was like um because I think I didn't have an anchor for them anymore mm. and mm-hmm. and it was it's just there's this lost period it was just like you're just sure. kind of lost for a while and sure. So anyway, I realized that self-love is my tool. Like I need to go back mm. to that when I'm feeling – because I can beat myself up all the time, mm-hmm. all the time. Like, oh, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. Why? Oh, and that's that's not good enough or I'm mm-hmm. never going to have this or whatever it is I'm telling myself. And it's – and any kind of complaints that you're having, and even if it's about somebody else, it's sure. almost always about you. It's yeah. almost how you're dealing with it, how you're handling it, how you're turning it into something else, how you are perceiving it. Um, it's a mirror. And I've been given a lot of mirrors in the last few years. And I've had to, and I, because I'm ready and I want to 
you know, see what it's reflected back and what I need to work on or how I can in, in just forgive and accept and mm-hmm. all those things you, you, you know, you just have to learn to do and, and do the hard way. And, and it's not always easy. Those are really hard things to do, you know, uh, to forgive and definitely mm-hmm. to accept yourself, mm-hmm. like my goodness, you know, and be okay with who you are and where you've come and how far you've come and, and also to see how far you've come and to see the good stuff in that. And I think people are so hard on themselves mm-hmm. and, and I am, I absolutely mm-hmm. am. I've had people even this, this year tell me that like, man, sure. just the way you talk, like you're so hard on yourself. Sure. And so I've been catching my language. I've been catching how, and, and that's a really important tool is like, if you are ready to be self-aware is to, how are you talking about yourself to mm-hmm. yourself? Mm-hmm. You know, and I hear the negativity a lot. And um, I've, you know, really been working on catching it and reframing it. I, I love that. I, I'm like, I'm, as you're talking, I'm like throwing mics. I'm like dropping mics. Yes, girl, <laughs> keep talking. It's self love is where it's at. And it's something yeah. that I just recently learned. And the, I was loving all the good, great, what I thought were great parts of myself. It was the, the parts of myself that I had made bad decisions that I had, that I was mm. feeling shame for that. Yeah. Shame's I couldn't, a good thing. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. That yeah. damn shame. Like yep. once I was able to get past it, cause you know, I, I was at a point where I was like, I want to forgive the, the parts of myself that didn't make good decisions and the parts of myself that I didn't love so much or the shameful parts. Like I wanted to do it. I just didn't know how mm-hmm. I really, really didn't know how. So I, I recently, um, I went through a yoga teacher training and we did a lot of inquiry work and it was so beneficial and mm. it was getting it to the root of things and, and really figuring out the root. Cause we say, oh, it's because of this surface stuff, but it's so much more rooted stuff, oh, gosh, you know? Yes. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and all of mine just kept coming back to really just not forgiving. My, I could forgive people all day long. I couldn't forgive myself. I couldn't get mm-hmm. past that because I had so many expectations on myself. Uh, expectations. It's oh, another one. Yeah. That's like perfection. It goes, it's perfect. Yeah. It goes hand in hand. It really, yeah. really does. And once I was able to find a way in my own way to start loving, and that is, that's a habit because that's recent for me. That's within the past six months, I would say. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a constant habit. And once I was able to get a hold of that and figure out a way to actually turn it into an action instead of a, just a thought, mm. it was, it's unbelievable. I mean, I, I feel like I feel lighter in so many ways and, and more free and the, the self-love though is where it's at. I, I agree. Like it's just mm-hmm. everything else aside, loving yourself loving myself exactly the way that I am, every part of it just allows for everything else to, to happen. That's supposed Mm -hmm. to happen in my life. So Mm -hmm. I agree with you a million percent with that. That is hands down for me, the, the, the most amazing life tool that I have in my life right now. And so, yeah, I I agree with you like a hundred percent. What, what is, um, what does 2020 look like for you? I am really optimistic about it. Um, yeah. I 
couldn't wait for the year to end last year. To be honest <laughs> with you, I was like, let's start over. Let's get some let's new redo. fresh, yeah. yeah, fresh energy. Yes, and a new calendar to start with. And I have to say, it's been um, so far so good. Like I'm here good. talking to you, oh, and yeah. um, and also um, I'm going to be uh, represented from an illustration agency. I just got wow. signing with them. So yes. I'm excited. I'm like literally inking the paper for the signing of right now. Wow, congratulations. Um, thank you. And that that was part I'd say that part of the self-love. I think that might have been like a, a nice little piece to to tell me that, you know, you you are yeah. good enough and that you so can get the attention of, you know, an agency who wants an international agency that wants to represent you. Um I didn't think I was. I really didn't think I was ready. And mm-hmm. they found me and they reached out to me and, you know, and we're working together. And I am so excited to see what the year brings in for illustration projects for me. Because um, I've been kind of working a little bits and little bits on like my illustration portfolio last year, kind of planting those seeds and taking some small projects and really diving into that and really enjoying it. And I'm like, this is I think what's next for me, I think I need to be doing more of this kind of work and meaning like, you know, editorial and commercial illustration and print illustration and advertisements and things like that. And it's just really fun. And I've dabbled in it in the past and I enjoyed it. And now I'm ready to really like embrace it and see where it goes. Yes, Um, Janetta, it sounds so good. I'm so, so happy for you. And I can't wait to continue watching you evolve and enlighten and support and coach and inspire because that's that's oh, what I yes see. and that yeah. too thank you and the coaching too I like that has been you know I'm ready to really step that up and really ramp that up a lot more this year and I've been you know working on my goals and things and I feel like I in some ways I've been called to really help people and and yes. with their art and their art practices and their yes. careers and and just seeing their potential and seeing their strengths and their work. And I, that's what I've been doing for the last couple of years as I coach artists. And I love just that, um, to be able to help them and to be able to see, show them how I see them and their right. work and how others can too. Um, mm. And that they are, you know, cause everybody comes to me and they always have a little bit of doubt or worries and fears. And, right. and I, I think that's my job is to let them know that it's okay. You can have those, but mm-hmm. you're here because you want to, to like take the next steps and, and really embrace your creativity and, and create this dream life, whatever it is that, you know, for your, for, for creative life. And I feel responsible when they come to me to help show them mm-hmm. that it's possible and that they can do it and they are there to you know to feed their soul with their passions and their creativity and and to and be like a cheerleader and nurture them and give them inspiration and that's what that's what I've been doing and I, I had a lot of that today so that's what I'm feeling I'm still feeling the after effects of uh, the great calls with clients I had today and I, I feel like this year I need to really step it up more. So I'll be doing, you know, I hope to do more coaching, be a lot more visible with it. Um, so I'm not, you know, as it's not something I do on the regular, like mm-hmm. publicly. So I think now it's time to, you know, really teach more online and 
and get the word out more about what I do. So good, Janetta. Which platforms can we connect with you on? Oh, you can yeah. find me on uh, Instagram. And my handle there is net design. So like Jeanette, uh, like my name, N-E-T-T, uh-huh. designs with an S, net designs. And then I'm also on Facebook, net designs as well. Okay. So Facebook and Instagram, both net designs, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, and then I have awesome. a website. Uh, yes. Janetta what's the Gonzalez. website? That's my name, JeanettaGonzalez.com. Okay. Janetta Gonzalez. I'm going to go ahead and I will have it here in the podcast um, episode information. So anybody who's listening can connect with Janetta. Janetta, thank you so much for being so transparent and real and authentic about all the parts of your journey. I, I just really appreciate you taking the time to share your experience. It's been so awesome hearing about this and I cannot wait to see what happens next for you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Nice talking to you. Yes. <laughs> thank you so much, Janetta. Take care. Okay. Okay.